When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Score North Live with Matthew Collar. Oh, yes, right off of the top of the show, we have news that did break technically a little while ago. And we talked about it on Purple Daily, but still, I wanted this to sound urgent. Fair so enough. it's breaking, sort of, and there could be more breaking news to come. It is Friday. Because it is Friday. Ian Rappaport of NFL Network reporting that trade talks have broken off. No, no, no. Uh, extension talks have broken off, not trade talks. Oh, that would have definitely Exten- been breaking news. Extension talks have broken off between the Vikings and Kyle Rudolph. And now there could be trade talks, is what Ian Rappaport reported. So, to discuss off the top of the show here, from ESPN, covers the Vikings, Courtney Cronin, also Purple Daily. Hi, Courtney, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Man, when there's breaking news on a Friday like this, I get really excited, especially when it's football. So let's talk about it. Kyle Rudolph, it appears there will be no contract extension for him. Is he going to get traded, Courtney? I mean, at this point, this seems inevitable. Um, you know, we've we've talked about this for a few months now, even dating back to free agency, wondering, okay, are they going to cut Rudolph to create some cap space to potentially sign more veterans, um, you know, even months before the draft? And, and that certainly didn't happen. I do think the interesting thing here shows that this has been going on probably longer than most people realize because mm-hmm. when you hear Kyle Rudolph talking about it, um, he was very adamant that this type of stuff was not approached. He was not approached with these types of conversations. Now, maybe it's he meant in the fact of you know, the trade talks, ex- like exact, or excuse me, the extension talks, specifically relating to a restructure that would be team friendly. Maybe he was just saying that, like saying, okay, well, they haven't approached me about anything that would benefit me, but for the team, maybe I don't know. I mean, I think that there's a lot of ambiguity here that we can, um, you know, take from this. And, you know, to my understanding, if both sides aren't going to budge, the only way that they're able to sign Garrett Bradbury right now is via restructure of a current veteran. And if it's not going to be Kyle Rudolph, it's probably not going to be anybody else because they do need a lot more space than what they have. And I wouldn't be surprised to see see them move on. Yeah, and I'm really surprised by the reaction on Twitter to the potential of a Kyle Rudolph trade. And and at this point, after... I think that this has been going on a lot longer, that they've wanted him to do something different, and maybe it's now reached a breaking point. It does seem, like you said, to be 
inevitable or a thing that is that is likely to happen now. The reaction on Twitter, I put it out there for a poll. Would you be okay with the Vikings trading him away for a future draft pick? 71% saying yes, Courtney. That really surprises me. I, I, I don't understand why people think Kyle Rudolph is a mediocre tight end when you look around yeah. the league and there are very few tight ends who are as impactful in the passing game as Rudolph is. And especially with what they have now with Irv Smith, I mean, do you really expect David Morgan to be your number two tight end? Um, I think that you, it is, it's kind of a disadvantage for the Minnesota Vikings if they're not able to work something out here. It doesn't sound like they're going to. Just given the fact that you know they could use more two tight end sets to be more, become more explosive in this offense, it just doesn't seem like that's going to be likely if you don't have Kyle Rudolph there. So while I understand you know, for, for most fans listening and understanding about the cap space and trying to get the draft class signed and everything else, I mean, it, it's, more, it's trickier than just, oh, cut him, and then there's $7.5 million or, you know, seven points to six to five million in cap space, um, I think you lose a really big element of what you want to do offensively by getting rid of someone like Kyle Rudolph. And that, to me, is concerning just because who are you going to replace him with? Are you really expecting Irv Smith to take on the blocking responsibilities that Rudolph had done so well, um, even though that has gotten knocked for it, but, you know, done much better, I would assume, than a rookie is going to be able to in the NFL? I think that's a really tough ask. So... I am kind of surprised by that figure that you spoke of with uh, your poll, but I also see that, you know, this has kind of been going on for a while, and this team's been in, you know, really big detriment with their salary caps, that this might be the only way to do it, and I think that most most fans are probably reflecting that notion, too. So I I looked at all of the rookie tight ends going back to 2013 and how many catches they had in year one. There's one guy with more than 40 catches, and I'll give you last year's um, guys that were... Uh, first or second round draft picks. Hayden Hurst had 13. Mike Gusecki had 22. Dallas Goddard had 33. The year before that, O.J. Howard, 26. David Njoku, 32. I mean, uh, Evan Ingram was the, the outlier here with 64. But very rarely, Courtney, have these tight ends even been really that effective in the passing game. You mentioned the blocking. Three out of the four worst run blockers last year for tight ends were rookies. It's not an easy transition to make. So are they talking about potentially, if they move Rudolph, some type of rotation that involves David Morgan on certain running plays and Tyler Conklin mixing in and Irv Smith moving around? That doesn't sound as good to me, Courtney, as moving Irv Smith wherever you want and knowing who your number one tight end, Kyle Rudolph, is going to be. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's beneficial to them at all. I mean, if you have more twelve personnel sets, you're gonna have four vertical receiving threats, whether that's Irv Smith mixed in there, whether it's Kyle Rudolph, I think that you can really throw some defenses off there, especially exploiting what teams do with single high. Um, I don't know that that's gonna be as as much of what they wanted, um, given, you know, the rest of the personnel that you mentioned, you know, if you're gonna use a rotation among David Morgan uh, Tyler Conklin and Irv Smith, I think that you're kind of back at square one, to be quite honest. So it certainly is a big blow to this offense if they do do lose Kyle Rudolph. Yes, last year we didn't see him as much in the red zone. Kirk Cousins just wasn't throwing to him uh, when he wasn't open. And I think that there was definitely, I'm sure that causes you know, a point of contention just because of the fact of the matter is like Rudolph's been really, really good at not looking like he's open and somehow managing to get the ball there. Um, you know, you would have liked to have seen more of that last year, and you can only imagine how much better that would have gotten when Cook's getting more comfortable in year two. 
But since both sides seem like they're kind of at a roadblock, it does feel inevitable that we're going to be hearing something uh, as far as movement. You know, now it's just where does Kyle Rudolph go? Because, you know, if Ben Watson is indeed signing with the Patriots, where do you put Kyle Rudolph in this mix right now? Is he going to go to Oakland? I mean, they need a tight end, I Mm -hmm. guess. You know, Pittsburgh could use a tight end. Who else is a tight end right now? Um, that's that's where you'd be looking. Try to find which team would be the best partner for a trade and what you get as far as compensation. Kirk Cousins is a really interesting part of this, Courtney, from two different perspectives. One being that Kyle Rudolph doesn't want to take a team-friendly deal to stick around and play with Kirk Cousins, and I don't think those two were on the same page very often last year. And then the other part of it is here's... Kirk Cousins' contract impacting himself. I mean, this could potentially mean losing one of his own most reliable weapons. He completed 84% of passes when throwing to Kyle Rudolph last year. It's one of the the most reliable guys in the league when you throw the ball in his direction, but Cousins' contract is going to get in the way of that. I wonder if they were to move on from Rudolph, who I think is well-liked by the team and by his teammates in general, if they were to trade Rudolph in part because of Kirk Cousins' contract and him not getting along with Cousins, I don't think that that does the quarterback very many favors with his team. No, I think that this is something, though, that's inevitable. Um, when you sign Kirk Cousins to a deal like that, it's going to cause some friction just with the salary cap and guys that they're going to have to move on with, um, move on from, guys that they're going to have to approach about restructures. I mean, it's definitely... It's, you know, it's good for him that he got the deal that he did. It was, you know, monumental movement, but, like, I just don't think that that's necessarily beneficial for the rest of the locker room because you're going to end up losing pieces because you're paying the quarterback so much. All right, let's say that they decide to keep Kyle Rudolph for all the reasons that we've mentioned because it's very difficult for a rookie to step in because he's a very good player, even if not an amazing player, Travis Kelsey level or something, which I think is why that, that poll is like it is. I think that fans look at him and say, well, you're not Zach Ertz, so you're not that great. But that's like saying, uh, who needs a decent left tackle that isn't Jason Peters or something? Like, uh, you know, there, sure. there can be good players, too, uh, who benefit you a lot. And if Irv Smith can't cut it right away, then you're in a pretty tough spot there. But uh, what what are the other options here? I mean, I, I go to overthecap.com and poke around different contracts, and they're just aren't that many different ways to get out from under this issue. And they need to create like uh, well over a million dollars to just sign Garrett Bradbury. Yeah. And that's, you know, from what I was told that they, they had room, like I know that there's still, I think one or two uh, players that are unsigned outside of Garrett Bradbury. I think it might be either. I know that we've lost track of that. I mean, they signed a bunch of undrafted free agents. They've signed some college tryout guys, but let's go back to last week going into rookie minicamp. They had enough money and enough space to sign everybody but Garrett Bradbury. And from what I was told at that point, that if Bradbury did indeed sign, they'd have to do a restructure. So now I'm starting to think, okay, well, Bradbury's probably, I mean, his agency and you know his representation is probably pushing him to sign. He's a first-round pick. You want to sign while your guys are you know in camp, you know, getting ready for OTAs. What if you get hurt, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I would be not surprised to see him sign soon, but it does – like, you know, if they're somehow able to keep Rudolph, like you said, that means that they're taking the money elsewhere um, and they're restructuring elsewhere. Is that by cutting? I don't know I mean, what you're doing here. Like Kevin McDermott, uh, because you have Austin cutting, like that's what, probably like 600000 against the cap that you could free up and you're still 
under. So, I mean, it's it's tough because financially they don't have a lot of options to free up this space unless they got, like, super creative. This seems like the easiest one. It's just it may be easy financially in the grand scheme of things, but it's not easy in terms of locker room culture, in terms of what he brings to the offense, and just everything that they lose if he's not there. Okay, put odds on it for me, Courtney, that by Monday you and I are potentially talking again here on the show about a trade sending Kyle Rudolph to Team X. You know, I I honestly at this point it feels like it's over 50%. I'll probably put it at 55% just because, you know, if trade talks really have stalled or if restructure talks have stalled, what other options do you have? Um you know, Rudolph doesn't, you know, it doesn't do him any good to take a team-friendly deal. It really doesn't. Um, so you can't fault him for that if you're a Vikings fan looking at the situation. Yes, he did say what he said, uh, that he'd be willing to, you know, stay here and, and do that and help the team. But he's got to get something out of this, too. You can't blame him for that. Like, he wants, you know, I would assume that he's going to want extra years added onto his contract, some new money for him, too. Um, and, you know, to me, that's not unreasonable at all. So if he can't get that here, he's got to go to a place where he's going to get paid and get what he's owed. Because um, you're right, he's still he may not be an elite tight end, but he's still a very, very high ceiling good tight end in the NFL. Yeah, and I look at it as if someone would pay Jimmy Graham nine plus million dollars a year. If you're Kyle Rudolph, you look at that and go, well, I mean, sky's the limit for me. If I even have a decent season here and hit free agency, I cannot blame him for that. Uh, Courtney, uh, on short notice, jumping on, really appreciate your time. You can follow Courtney at uh, at Courtney R Cronin covers the Vikings for ESPN. And we'll talk to you again soon Courtney no problem thanks so much Mm. trade talks on a Friday Jonathan juicy love Mm -hmm. it I am stunned by the results of this poll I am completely shocking yeah it has dropped now a little bit 1200 votes you're going to appreciate this. Courtney would have, too. I, I should have told her. 69% yes. Nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, 31% no, naturally, for trading Kyle Rudolph so. if people would be okay with trading him for a future draft pick. And you can make your own assumption on what that might be. It's probably a second-round pick at this point. Let's say you're trading him to the Oakland Raiders, and they give you a second-round draft pick for Kyle Rudolph. I get that a second round draft pick would help you at some point, but it certainly wouldn't help you next year. And you're taking away a guy. This really blew my mind for Kyle Rudolph that over his entire career. So all sorts of different quarterbacks coming and going, he's got a full season's worth of throws in his direction. And his quarterbacks have a 109 quarterback rating when targeting Kyle Rudolph, which tells you he's been very effective as a receiver and I wouldn't want to just walk away from that because of the cap space problem. I mean, I would want to exhaust all other things that I possibly could um, with Kyle Rudolph and the, and the potential there for him to stay. That, that's, that's how I would be looking at it is what other ways are out there and try to do anything you can because if you lose another pass catcher for Kirk Cousins, then what? Last year, here's a stat for you. Last year, in terms of guys who got at least, let me look at what the uh, the, the least targets, at least 30 targets in the passing game. Mm -hmm. Kyle Rudolph had the 10th, or I'm sorry, 9th highest quarterback rating when targeted. So his quarterback had the 9th highest rating when he was thrown at 
of any guy with at least 30 targets. Ninth in the entire NFL. You think this is easy to replace with with a rookie? And looking at the recent past of rookies, (laughs) Hayden Hurst, first-round pick, higher than Irv Smith last year, had 13 catches for the Baltimore Ravens. It's not super easy. Mike Gusecki was talked about the same way as Irv Smith. Oh, you can line him up anywhere, and he's a deep threat. Can't block so good. Well, guess what? Mike Gusecki, who was a good prospect, second-round pick last year, was second to last in blocking in the NFL, according to Pro Football Focus, and had 22 catches. It's not a guarantee that your rookie guy as a second-rounder can come right in and make that huge impact. If it was TJ Hawkinson, I would feel differently. He was the eighth overall pick. Yeah, he's probably going to step in and have a pretty good season, more likely than not, when someone's that high of a draft pick. Second rounder, I mean, it's much harder to predict. Irv Smith could be fantastic, but that curve in terms of development and how much better you have to be at tight end in the NFL. Here, here's another thing, too. I'm not even sure Irv Smith himself knows this because he said on his conference call, I'm too big for any safety in the NFL to match up with me. Uh, and I'm too fast for any linebacker. Wrong. That's just wrong. It's just not true. Right. I mean, he's talented, but it's just not true. There are linebackers in today's NFL who run 4-4. I mean, if you think that you're too big for these, or too fast for any linebacker, then you haven't looked at any of the linebackers. And I don't blame him for that. He's a young kid. He's excited about getting drafted and wants to pump himself up. He ran a 4-6-3. You're telling me linebackers can't stick with a guy who runs a four six? I mean, that's good, and that's and I uh, behind the draft pick, and I like the idea of him being like Trey Burton was or like Dallas Goddard was for a number two tight end to the starting tight end. You move them all over the place. You create mismatches. I don't like having him as a number one tight end that is going to have to face these mismatches. And by the way, he's six two two forty. Six two is not that big. Like compared to being too big for safeties, it's not that big. Six, he's not six six. It's not Rob Gronkowski. He's six two. I think that a lot of safeties in the NFL can handle that type of player. I think a lot of linebackers can run with a guy who runs a four six and didn't have a particularly fast three cone drill or anything like that either. Lots of guys can run with that vertical jump average among tight ends. I'm looking at his results right now. Like this is this is not. Rob Gronkowski that they signed. It's a guy who's going to be a nice mismatch number two. I think it's very, very risky to trade Kyle Rudolph for a second round draft pick and hope that you know David Morgan can handle the blocking. Well, Morgan got hurt last year, and then they were left in a pretty tough situation. Tyler Conklin, a rookie tight end, had five catches last year. It's to me, it's not something that you can that you can easily prove is just going to work out like that just because they drafted someone with a second round pick. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Would love to hear from some people on this. Would you be okay with trading Kyle Rudolph? Six five one six four six eight two five five. If you missed it, Ian Rappaport reporting that talks have broken off for a contract extension between Rudolph and the Minnesota Vikings, and that opens the door to a potential trade. 
I would not be behind this idea. Purple Daily. Football has been my love and passion my entire life. Find out what's happening with the purple and talk about it. You and I are not on the same page. That's what makes this more fun. Breaking it down. Do I think that is the Vikings' long-term solution a quarterback to a problem in this town that's been a problem for a long, long time? Absolutely not. Because the Vikings are on your mind all the time, not just during the season. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that all day. I'm not surprised. Football wins. Football always wins. Right? Purple Daily on Score North. Scorenorth.com. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.